3: Thanks, Pat. Uh, welcome back to the second hour of Tip Today. Yeah, I was just double checking uh, that. And currently, a business can legally refuse to accept cash as a means of payment as long as it clearly displays its policy. To customers, so that currently uh, seems to be the rules and uh, regulations. Only oh, three, three double one, double three, uh, double one. Uh, Jamie was on to say, I was in Brussels recently. They would not let me pay for a product in a shop with cash. The product was only two euro. Um, hi, Fran. At the moment, there are many places without electricity, and uh, they, this has been the case since Monday. So, how can they use their cards? Um somebody else saying, For those who remember before we went to the Euro all the banknotes had legal tender printed on them. Helen says, here's another nana who will continue to use uh, cash. Um, uh, Fran, I used cash all through COVID. And somebody else warning, Fran, if you drop your card, whoever picks it up can tap away all day if you don't know that you've dropped it. So there you go. Um, All right, then, let us move on, because we're off on our village tour again this week, and Ali is in Lockmore. We will go live to the cottage in Lockmore in just a little while. But first of all, Ali and John G. took a walk around the village just to discuss the rich history of the area.
2: Okay, John, week two of our village tour and we find ourselves in Lockmore. Now, I suppose very well known for the cottage, which we'll be uh, going to later on, also it's GA team which is an absolutely inspirational team yeah, yeah, and we're here at the heart of the village in view of Purcell's Castle.
4: Yeah that's right absolutely, you see these people up here they were an island one time, they only understood the game you guys down there in the south Tipperary understood with a big ball that's where we were all, I always did, never saw them, they were an island and that's the thing I'd love to find out, why did football become so huge here where in such a hurling territory, where then outside of that really it's to a large extent only in South Tipperary, so it's yeah, that's a question we'll have to try and find out when we pop in yeah. into the cottage. But it's a lovely place, absolutely. And of course, when I was growing up, it was all football, but they proved that they can be equally good at the two sports. Yeah. And I think a couple of years ago, there they won the two championships in the county, the yeah. two senior championships. So you're really envious down there in yeah. the south, are not you? Yeah, well, for, you I can't mean, even win one for <laughs> an
2: area this size to yeah. have that success in a GA club. It's it's really unmatched.
4: Unmatched, absolutely, and it's it's a relatively small parish. But what I'm told is, I asked them one time, and what they said was that when the school's here, the retention rate about ninety percent of people keep on playing the game, whereas in most parishes only forty to fifty percent. So that must be the spirit here. Yeah. Yeah. But then, of course, there's a bit of an outlaw about him here, and I only found out about it lately. And we must find out more about that because there was an outlaw here, Jeremiah Grant, and he's well known around here, and he was put to death in eighteen um, in eighteen uh, fifteen, and he was uh, the, uh, an outlaw. And it but that's very late for an outlaw in Ireland. If you go back to the more famous ones, you know, she had the aim and a Canadian, yeah. and a Canique, all of those fellas, uh, Crotty the Robber in South Red, they were all from a Much earlier period, and it's very. I just well was he a real outlaw, or was he somebody who's just evicted and then kind of fight back and was put to death for that? So, we'll, we'll have to find out because he's one of those ones I don't know an enormous amount about, but I know there was a lot of them around, but most of them were earlier. But then, isn't that a magnificent castle? Yeah. Isn't it? And that's you know, I always the first time I ever saw that, you know. When you're going to Dublin on the train, you know you know you're nearly at home when you see the Purcell Castle because the railway line is beside it, yeah. absolutely. And they were the Purcells, and they came in, they came in as Normans into Ireland, and they would then have been intermarried with the, the, the butlers, and they would have been granted land here. So this was a Purcell Castle. Now initially this was all kind of uh, wild territory for those kind of people, so they didn't feel safe. So this that looks like a, a tower a house now but to the what it started off originally to the south you can just see it there it was actually a castle you know these square castles you see all around Tiberi. they're not actually castles they're tower houses but that was a tower house and then when they felt a bit safer and you know the parcels they began to build because tower houses are very uncomfortable and dark to live in. They began to feel safer. They built a, a house with big windows and they were here then up to the beginning of the 18th century. But as far as I know, we have to find out this as well. I think what happened to them was, they were very powerful and quite popular, but I think they backed the wrong horse in the, at the Battle of the Bind. They, they backed King James instead of William of Orange and they were no longer in favour at that stage. So I think they kind of died out here in the 18th century. But the great story is, and we have to find out more about this. Nick this year, I understand in June, the parcels from all over the world are coming here. I'm told totally it's booked out already. Now Mary will be talking to her in the cottage. She'll know more about that. But I'm looking forward to that. And I think that's the way to go with tourism. Because in the past, you know, we'll say when people went to Spain, all they see, it was one size fits all, if you had got a pub a pool and an apartment, you are fine Mm. if you came to Ireland, you did Dublin you did the Rock of Cashel, Kerry the Cliffs of Mohor, Ring of Kerry maybe, up to Connemara, back to Dublin but now people are demanding to have specific interests, whether it's history, mindfulness, spirituality and we have to mind that the the tourism market isn't one size fits all and this is genealogy and I think this could be huge for all the other Irish families who have so much diaspora Mm. around, it would be interesting to see how this works it's next June I want to find out more about it but I believe it's nearly booked out already wow
2: that's fantastic another well known historical story from here is a very tragic case of the McCormack brothers
4: yeah it? Comic Brothers, yes, absolutely. And that's another one. I mean, the first thing is they were... Everybody agrees that they were innocent. So even when they were... which must have been a terrible thing. You realise you're going to be hanged for something you didn't do. And what really proves that, I think, for me, is that they would have been Catholics. So they would have wanted to go to heaven when they died. So most under pressure of when you when get, then, well, you're going to be hanged anyway most people would come out and admit their crime you know they'd admit their crime get a confession as they were putting the noose around them they were still denying that they had anything, anything to do with it it's a fascinating story it was a John Ellis who was shot and you say the first thing you look for uh, you know what's the motive he was the agent of the trance and he, they were the landowners in the area part of the area of Lochmore around here and he was hated, particularly when people during the famine weren't able to pay the rents. He evicted them. It seems he bought some of the land then as well as that. So who had a motive to murder him? Everybody. You know, that was about it. But the problem is that at that stage, you still had what you would call, I would call them, you know, the aristocracy. The power was still there. It was beginning, the landowner power was beginning to dissipate. But they were fighting back because at this stage now, Catholics all had, well, all the Catholic freeholders had a vote. How powerful was that? Not very powerful. And the reason is they were all tenants. And when you went in to vote, your landlord would be sitting there watching you, and you had to say publicly you were voting for. If you didn't vote for who he wanted, you were out on your ear. So, in fact, it was 1872. That was the big change when secret ballots came in, and that led on to the Irish Parliamentary Party, Parnell, a whole lot of things that that started the whole whole thing here. But they were trying to hold on to their power. And so I'd say the feeling was it didn't matter who exactly was going to be hung for this? Somebody had to be hung for it, and there was there was a feeling that something that their sister had was having some kind of a liaison with this guy Ellis, and therefore they had a motive. So that was good enough with some kind of a motive, and so there was a trial up in uh, in Nina. Now, no, everybody believed they were innocent, but there was a carefully selected jury up there, drawn from the Aristocracy and, and funnily enough the first jury disagreed. So they just said, okay, no, we won't we won't release him, just go along and we'll bring in another jury. And this jury was even more carefully selected. And then even though he was a Catholic. Uh, The judge was killed and he was famously harsh, famously tough on defendants and that kind of thing. Maybe because he was a Catholic, he had to prove himself twice as much as a Protestant judge would. So all was laid against them, and they were hanged in 1858. And they were buried up in Nina, but then you had a huge growth of nationalism you know all this thing that came along at the end of the 19th of the 19th century and there was a greek thing then to actually get the bodies back here and so they were brought back and the crowds that turned out because suddenly now a lot of people will probably think you know who don't know much about this asher they were something to do with the fenians or they were something to do, they had nothing to do with that but for this for some reason it was such unfairness and you know it, it kind of all the anti-British sentiment built up yeah. and the, the you a new nationalist community who wanted Irish independence and I believe for miles out of Nina the roads were lined with people, it was unprecedented but what it showed was this new reawakening and I think you know that was the thing that the British should have been watching out because when this kind of thing is happening you're going to get the Irish volunteers that's going to lead on to 19 19- it's going to lead on to the War of Independence, but I don't think they saw it coming. But I think this was a phenomenon of a huge change. It was the last moments, I think, of the power of the land... Lo- owning aristocracy, and which they always did. So like Father Sheedy down in Traheen, you know, he, whether he's guilty or not, he's not on our side, we'll find a head and we'll get rid of him. But it would be wonderful now, won't it, to come down here and maybe tease all... What I love is, I kind of know a bit about the history, but the local people can get in there, so we've got to find out about Jeremiah Grant, the parcels coming here as well. And the other thing I'd love to find out is... We know they were innocent, of course, but there's a rumour that on his deathbed, somebody, a landowner here, admitted that he was the guy who shot Ellis. If that's the case, that, of course, ties up the case yeah. 100%. So we we'll ramble down. Isn't it lovely? You're there before yeah. the cottage. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's great, isn't it?
2: Just on our way to the cottage, John, and we pass by the mill, and it's great to see work going on there. It certainly bodes well for the future.
4: Yeah, isn't this... I mean, nobody would think of this as you know, maybe at the moment a tourist attraction, but it has huge potential. It's a real heritage village. And look, you have the little thatched uh, house there, the castle we were talking about earlier on. We have the grave of the Cormac brothers. And then if you go over there, you look at the mill. And this was a mill. Now, fascinating, it's a very, very large mill. Uh, but it shows that even all, of course, mills at that stage had to be built. There was only one source of power, and that was water. Water. So if you went to Clonmill or Kilcane, all the breweries all the distilleries or whatever, where would they be they'd be lying down along the rivers and then of course this is good farming land all around us maybe a lot better than last week when we were in Upper Church and so you could grow corn so they would probably have grown wheat, barley and oats now these mills then would have been uh, designed to mill those and, and uh, to create flour or perhaps supply barley onto uh, the breweries as well as that now Again, you can see then what they would have done is there's a mill wheel over there and they would have actually diverted the water. So even the shore isn't very big here, but if you build a mill race and you get sufficient water flowing through it, you can actually power an industry here. So another time, I think it was a sawmill, but I don't know exactly what they did here, who built it. A lot of capital, when capital was shocked in Ireland, must have gone into uh, building this. So, like, you know, there was, it's great to see it. there was industry out here at that time. It's great to see work going on like it was in Upper Church. And of course we're going to go on down now and I'm sure when we get in there and we walk in there we'll find there'll be, the cafe will be a hive of activity which is called the cottage here. Yeah and
2: as we walk down there then, I mean the cottage really became a bit of an outlier and also broke the ceiling I think for a lot of rural communities and what they can do to kind of regenerate their own communities.
4: Yes well if you go back, I liken it to, to 19th century uh, Ireland. If you go back to there, the first, Horace Plunkett, the 1st cooperative was set up down in Brewery in County Limerick. And it spread like a, a prairie fire across the country because there was demand the for it. There was a real need for it in communities. This, the cottage was set up about 10 years ago here, the first community cooperative cafe in Ireland. And I think now it's spreading all the time. Uh, there's about eight of them, I think, in Tipperary alone. There's about 30 nationally. I know a new one has been opened up in Barangari lately. Another new one has been opened up in Moneygall.
2: And was Lockmore
4: the first? Lochmore was the first in that model. I mean, some people, there would have been uh, cafes in small areas yeah. as well as that, but set up on cooperative principles, this was the first one. And like, people are coming along to find out about this model. I think it has, you know, huge potential because without that, if you don't have that in a village, where's the heart of the community? Mm-hmm. Where Would we meet everybody this morning? Even you have pub, and there's a pub surviving here, but that's not going to open until about eight o'clock at night or whatever. So they're wonderful, and it's just to see, you know, they. I mean, um, a farmer, you know, and I went into one of these cafes lately, and a man you'd normally expect like would have a pint or a cup of tea, and uh, he wanted his, you know, his uh, cappuccino. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> so from, from Pines to, he was reared. From pints to cappuccinos, isn't that right? And we okay. were—I'd say we were all rare.
2: <laughs> all right, but let's go. We.
4: Tip FM's Tip Today
0: with Fran Curry
1: in association with Slattery's of Pecon, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecon—the name you can trust for over fifty years in the Premier County. Slattery's Tip Today
5: with
2: Fran Curry.
1: With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over
2: 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts.
1: Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slattery'sgarage.ie.
2: Good morning. We are live at the cottage in Lockmore this morning as part of the Tip Today Village Tour. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you we have so many wonderful people to talk to from this fantastic community and that is the whole point of this village tour is to showcase the great groups the great communities and the great people in the villages of Tipperary and we're going to start in Lockmore and as we mentioned uh, during our walkabout as well the cottage and the pivotal role that the cottage plays in this community and Mary Fogarty was the force behind that Mary thanks so much for having us here Uh, this morning Good morning Alison and at the
0: outset can I just thank TIP FM yourself and John G, for affording us the opportunity to showcase what we have here. You really are doing wonderful work for all the rural villages in Tipperary. We're, the rural villages are the heart and soul of our yeah. county and you're
2: doing wonders for us. It's like as if you're an extension of our community. Oh, that's so kind of you, Mary. Yeah. But I mean, the cottage here, it's so unique. I mean, there are so many communities and villages who are listening to this would say, God, I'd love an owl cottage in our community. But I know there was a lot of hard work and there was a lot of, of I suppose sleepless nights that were put into it too. Oh, a lot
0: of hard work. Yeah. When Maeve and I started out uh, 12 years ago it was just the two of us. But it has grown now to mm. such an extent that we now have employed 12 people. Uh, let it be part-time or you know full-time. And we work with our amazing volunteers who come here every week and people with needs and special needs. So it embraces every member of our community and it's mighty hard work to keep together we open seven days a week but like we have the most amazing staff, the most amazing people work with us, who all want to be here and to do something for our community. We work on a not-for-profit basis, yeah. and everything goes back to the community. It may not be monetary, but the value of what we have here couldn't be measured.
2: Yeah, and you have so many other communities now who are looking to replicate what oh, we you do. have here. We do indeed. Yeah, we do indeed. We
0: have helped ourselves. We've helped about twenty odd more to open up. But I had a lovely surprise there just before Christmas. A man from Templemore came in and he'd been up visiting his sister in Sligo. And he brought back a calendar from a community up in Sligo that had opened themselves. So it's actually mushrooming by itself. Yeah. We don't actually have to physically anymore help these people because, say, in Kilkenny they help the Kilkenny communities. In Sligo they help the Sligo communities. Yeah. But I'd say, with, uh, without a hesitation, that there's one in every county. And it started here. Oh, it did, yeah. There's yeah. seven in Tipperary now. There's four in Kilkenny. So from north to south all over Ireland, plus... Like the European, being, um, this model has been replicated in Europe as well. You know, we went out to Slovenia and Hungary to showcase this and now they are coming here to see what we're doing in Ireland. So thank you, Horace Plunkett, for showing yeah. us the way to operate um, um, a cooperative. Yeah. It's a wonderful way to work it. It just brings everybody together and everybody feels good for doing good.
2: Yeah, and it's I know you have a great relationship with the school as well and we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Seamus. He's ready to go here. She James is one of our most loyal,
0: wonderful volunteers. He's my brother. And I'm very proud of him and Seamus attends St Cronin's and works in St Anne's in Rosgrave and I think they're listening this morning and before I forget it we have people listening from Australia and we have people listening from America this morning so to give them a shout out as well but Seamus is one of the most loyal volunteers that we have he looks after our garden for us he looks after an awful lot of works that nobody knows he does but he's a wonderful man and he's a very talented musician and now he's a poet
2: yeah. And we we yeah. look forward to reading it. Yeah. Seamus, tell me, when did you write this beautiful poem? Uh, We're
5: we, we doing that about 12 months ago. In, in Yeah. And we, we
2: yeah. Look...
5: In, in West Square, in St. Cornans.
2: Well done. Yeah. And sure, what else would you write about, only the yeah. cottage? You love it here, don't you? I do, yeah. What's your favourite job?
5: Uh, gardening. Gardening. One your... of my favourites.
2: Don't tell me, what's your least favourite job in the cottage?
5: Uh, you can't even think know, of any. continue. Oh, no. right, you love it yeah. so
2: much. Well done. Yeah. Well, tell me, the floor is yours, Seamus. Read your, yeah. I would love to hear your poem yeah. this morning. Off yeah. you go.
5: Okay. There's a lovely tea room in Lockmore. The entrance is a red half door. The menu holds such rare delights. To bin, your hunger, bang to wait. Like a toasted sandwich, um, in the of our coffee cake with cream piled high. There's coffee and there's tea scallone. Like Carmel Green or many more. There's flowers and herbs for all to see. Enjoyed by the cosmos and honeybee. The T-Run is not far away. I like to visit every day. I shall be merry and help where I can. I unlock more t biggest fan.
2: Hey, Bula boss. Well done, Jamis. Excellent. Well done, Jamis. Now we're going to talk, uh, we talked a little bit about the history as well and we're going to focus a little bit on the castle of course and Roisin is with us because the castle of course, a very striking uh, visual landmark in the village as well and although I suppose that maybe people might be disappointed that they couldn't go in maybe to see it
1: officially or to explore it a bit more, tell us what the plans are for the future conservation of the castle I suppose well Alison, as you said, it is an iconic um, site, anyone that has travelled the train from Cork to Dublin has passed it, Um, it is absolutely, I mean it's very unique it's a beautiful structure tied in in an extra inextricably to the, the history yeah. and the heritage of Lockmore. um So I was delighted when Tom and Catherine from the Local Development Group contacted me to have a chat about it. Um, and I suppose in my role as the Heritage Officer, we're always looking to engage with communities and to protect and, I suppose, secure our heritage into the future. So we're very lucky at the moment that the Department and the National Monuments Service have a Community Monuments Fund, which is there for that purpose. It's to support landowners and the councils that own these. I mean, we have thousands of these archaeological sites yeah around the county um, and you know we do need to kind of actively move in to protect them uh, so last year we put in an application and we got funding to get a conservation team down to look at the site and I suppose to look at it in the context of how it's doing, is it vulnerable structurally how it's feeling and I suppose to get a feel for the history of it so we were very lucky to have Margaret Quinlan who's a conservation architect, we had DKP which is a conservation engineering firm we had Finola and um, uh, an ecologist, Fiona, and we an archaeologist, and we also had uh, because the technology. Uh, because the technology that's available today we had a company that came in and that they laser scanned it and wow. were able to do 3D images and I suppose you can see it's a couple of stories high yeah. with the drone footage now we can look in at the top, we can see how the top walls and everything are doing. So we got this absolutely amazing report that I mean it's talking about the history of it talking about how it was built I mean it built up a real picture of the sense of what an imposing building it was on the landscape and I suppose one of the things that really stuck out to me was up there one day with the ecologist and she was talking about the variety of plants that were around and we were all used to seeing kind of moss and ivy yeah. growing up along these structures a lot of the planting that was done or a lot of the little herbs that appeared on the wall were actually put there in purpose for things like medicine or they were put there for air conditioning or air freshening wow. back in the day so it opened up a whole treasure trove of stories so I suppose the plan at the moment really in conjunction with the group and of course with the landowner who's been very supportive of this is to look at the structure and to I supposed to pick out the vulnerabilities and to do some work to ensure that we can secure it and hopefully we can help to protect it again, against, uh, you know, going forward against things like climate. I mean, we've had a lot of issues around the county yeah. with structures coming down through high winds and, you know, rain and things like that. So it's the protection of this site, really, to conserve it and to ensure that, you know, it, I mean, it's been there for hundreds and hundreds yeah. of years. We want to make sure that all of these monuments are there for hundreds of years into yeah. the future. So it was a great privilege for me to come down and meet the guys here and to be able to help them to do something like this. And we're looking forward to seeing what unfolds for so there be the work future? done on the on the council or is it just a case we're of preserving know, what's we're there? We're going to do some work on it this year and as I said we'll be concentrating really on this the, you know cons- conserving and making sure that it's structurally stable yeah. so there's a few little issues that we'd like to address this year but I mean it's a huge site, it, this, yeah. is, this work you know could continue over a number of years you know but we're also going to look um, with Catherine and the group here at maybe using some of the information that we got for the conservation plan to maybe do a little exhibition or to do a booklet about the history so that we'll be able to kind of spread the story about, you know, Lochmore Castle, Lochmore itself, the Purcell clan, um, and there's a lot of projects that we can work on like that. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to engaging here in Lochmore yeah. for another couple of years and, and to the, kind of get that. The future out. is
2: bright, Rosie. Thank you so much. Lovely thank to talk you to you much. today. That's Rosie O'Grady there from Tipperary County Council. Uh, Catherine, come on in here. Jo, sure. you know I'm always proud to be a Highland, but every time I come here, I think, God, I wish I was a Purcell. I get to go to all the parties. Tell us what's happening in June because this is a huge event.
6: Yeah, this is a massive event. I'm actually involved with a parcel society which links all parcels throughout the world um we have 230 international people coming here and we want to showcase lock to them so of course all their deposits are paid we're having a three-day event in june but of course the saving the best to last because our last day here will be in Lochmore, where we will be having what we're calling the parcel picnic Ooh. so this is going to be a massive event um and we will have bands at it, and our main lady will be Mairead Nesbitt, who is from her own village. Yeah. So she's going to be our main lady on, on stage, and she is massive over in the US, so this is a very treat for everybody on That's the day. T-
2: I mean, what was the reaction you got when you kind of decided you'd have this personal family gathering?
6: Oh, very positive. We were hoping to have it a couple of years ago, but unfortunately with COVID, we had to postpone it. But I suppose, like, people don't realise what the persons throughout the US and Canada and Australia think about Lockmore. And only this year alone, I have visited, say, six families of persons who've come over from Australia and the US, and I've taken them for tours around Lockmore and gone through the history of everywhere. And, like, it's been amazing days, like, Mm. you know, and these people would class it as their highlight of their holiday because their whole draw to come back here. Do you know, so like we have people who want to spread ashes, etc. Mm. in Lockmore because this is their draw, you know,
2: this is yeah. on their final wish. It's a great idea for other villages to kind of feed into that, like the old families of an area, if they came together like that and really showcase their history and their importance to a community. I mean, this could be replicated everywhere, really, can't
6: it? Oh, amazing. I suppose Lockmore Castle, the Purcells, lived in it for over 500 years. So, even though I'm not in the castle, I'm not far from it. So, I would consider myself to stay going as long as I can and I suppose in my lifetime, I am so happy that this work now has been carried out. I suppose when we went to the council, we were hoping and dreaming that yeah. something like this would happen. And when they decided that they'd agree with us that this is a monument that has to be looked at, you know, I, I can't explain it was like winning mm-hmm. the lotto because at last, do you know, I suppose for my l- lifetime that I now will see the structure yeah. being held that it's not going to fall, you know. Do you ever pass it and go, that's my castle? Uh, yeah, on the QT, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd have to ask Jimmy very nicely. Maybe someday I win the lottery. You never know. There could we'll be take a in That You know, but I'd love it. Yeah, I look at it. It's, it's, when you walk into the castle, you feel it. Like, you yeah. know, and like I'm working with Cork Supernatural Society now who are really? going to come to more and spend a night in the castle. So I know I'm a bit Brilliant. of a mad girl, but I will be with them that night and yeah. see what
2: kind of spirits. Why, do you through. think there, there's something there? Oh, there's definitely yeah. something that went online, you well, know. Tell me so, the story. Stories, I love it. Uh-huh. What, what, what kind of experiences have you had there that led you to believe? I don't know, them? I
6: know. Back in the day, people would have a. You know, I suppose we know about the wild boar and stuff, and people would have said they would have heard the wild boar at certain times. And I suppose as a child, when I came out here, my uncles would have always kind of told stories about people going into the field and not being able to get out. Oh, yeah. and, do you know that kind of thing? Of your ears, children. <laughs> ears. But um, I'm sure it's just someone like me, the mad witch here now, could more haunted now than anyone else. But I suppose it will be an event that they're going to look at the Abbey and they're going to look at the castle that, that night and just see if we can get anything out of it. Yeah. But it's, it's something again that's different to the area. Yeah. It's something that's not done everywhere and you know if something different will be done it'll be done a lot more I can tell Excellent. you that.
2: Fair play to you. Anyone who's looking for information then on the personal gathering where can they go to for that? Yeah so if at the moment if you go
6: into the personal Society website it'll give you the interest, the focus on it and then we will be putting up our own um, ad on the personal Picnic which will be the one day event. So at the moment there's a three day event which is all sold out um, and now we will be linking a one day event which is the final day, which is in Lockmore, so yeah, whether whether you're a person, or you're a descendant or you're just someone out to have a good time on a day, this is the place to be and we are hoping that people will where possible dress in the Victorian style or oh, you know, so people will dress in their their own gear and, and make be part of it, because we yeah. all want to bring ourselves back to the 1200 1300s, and no
2: better girl to do it, you know Lovely to talk to you. Great to see you again. Great. Thanks, Thanks so much, really, and I'm sure we'll talk to you in the run up to the event as well. Best of luck with it. Thank you very much, Thanks, Thank Catherine. You. Give Catherine a boule of us there as well. Now, where's Tom Larkin? Tom Larkin, come on up here to me. Uh, Tom didn't have to venture too far this morning. Tom, you're only kind of next door, basically, at the mill. Tell me, last time I was here, you were doing great work at the mill. What's the plan for the mill?
7: Well, uh, going forward, Alison, first of all, you're very welcome here. Great to to be here. Thank you. This morning. Um, uh, uh, the, the, The plan going forward is to develop it into some kind of a tourist attraction. Be it a uh, be it a, a Airbnb or whatever, you know, yeah. and uh, we're in the pr- we're in the process of uh, you know uh, uh, developing the bill. So we are, you know, so mm. r- that's our objective, you know. Now, of course, we have to have our meetings with Roisin. Oh, Roisin uh, yeah, it's, it's a conserved building and. We have to talk with uh, have pre-planned meetings and so on and so forth. But that's our plan going forward. So it is far to yeah. be itself, you know. Uh,
2: but the view to it is having accommodation. Then I'm sure Catherine Purcell will be delighted. She'll have all the parcels. Then she'll uh, be able exactly, to house them all there. Exactly, <laughs> Catherine.
7: Of course, yes. But what's very interesting, you know. Um, it's it's just amazing like the 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 tea rooms you know uh, say during the summertime you mm. amount have people who are rambling up and down yeah. the village here you know tourism uh, you know for, you know for, uh, people in from you know foreigners, you know right. but uh, you know they, uh, it's uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it's, it's very interesting. It's something we should be able to, uh, yeah. you know, tap into going forward. You I know.
2: know John G. Has, has been saying it a lot as well, trying to get people out of the main centres like Cashel and Thurless. Even though it's great to have them there, but look, come wider out as well. There's more to see outside
7: absolutely, of there. Absolutely, Alison. absolutely, Alison. And... Uh, You know, it's surprising also, you know, there's an international tourist market there to be tapped into too going forward, you know. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, uh, you know, we have to take advantage of all these opportunities. Like, my own personal view about communities is that um, communities are going to have to start looking after themselves. You know, now, yeah, you know, our county councils, we have a fantastic relationship with our own county council here. Uh, you know, the 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 support is every way they can.
2: Mm. Is that uh, with the your work with the development committee? Absolutely,
7: yeah. Alison. Absolutely. But uh, like I said, you know, communities are going to have to take responsibility. You know, not just you know throughout the country. Yeah. You know, for uh, looking after their own uh, their own their own areas and developing their own. Um, you know, and driving depend- it on. Driving it on, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And nobody
2: does that better than here in Lockmore, Tom. No, absolutely not.
7: I've been chairman of the development group for the last four or five years, you know. But you be quite honest, Alison, you never feel like you're the boss or the chairman. Yeah. They're all chairmen. you know. Everyone has a contribution to make, so they have, you know, and uh you know, um you know, they're uh it's a very vibrant commun yeah. community so it is here. Yeah. But I'm sure that's that's you know you know that's that's everywhere you know yes. it's just to tap into the talent in these communities is is the yeah. whole thing so it is you know? so
2: tom, thanks so much for talking to us we wish you all the best with the mail i look forward to staying there soon some night absolutely Alison. you're more than welcome <laughs> thanks so much great to talk to you tom oh, cool. uh, we have some kids as well from the school who are here from lockmore national oh, cool. school angela is here angela dunn i'm going to talk to you first angela I always love, and I'm always quite envious of the relationship the cottage and the school have here. You've such a lovely close relationship. What I always remember is Mary telling me about how the sixth class would come down for their breakfast on the last day of school before they finish up. I love that. Yes, we're very lucky. We have a great, um, very supportive community here in Lockmore and nothing epitomises the community more than the cottage. It's the hub of everything. Looking around here today, there's a cross-section of people like that help us in so many ways, whether it's sacramental preparation or helping us to maintain the school grounds or people on the Board of Management, Parent Association. Everybody here has a role to play in supporting us up in the school and Mary always includes us, even today to ask us down. Um, She never forgets so the children are regularly come down here throughout the year, and you may be aware that we have two um, classes dedicated to the education of autistic children in yeah. our school. And quite often, we're teaching life skills and social skills, and the, the, the children from those classes in particular frequent the cottage to learn yeah. a lot of those skills from, um, from the lovely ladies down here. So supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great! And we're going to talk to some of the kids here as well. John, what class are you in? John, uh, I'm in sixth class. Sixth class. Uh, tell me about. Uh, you're going to tell me about the vegetable garden because I love this idea. Tell me about it. Uh,
0: so w- you, we have a biodiversity project, and um, we're a polytunnel, and um, we grow vegetables for a cottage, and um, they would make us some nice soup for us. Lovely. And we also have a student council and a green schools committee where you would, like, on the green schools committee, you would pick up rubbish around the school and on the student council you would like make ideas
2: for what to do in school. That's a great idea. A student A national school. Angela, you're putting a lot of schools to shame here now. What are your favourite vegetables to grow for the cottage, John? Um, I like to grow um, carrots and spuds and... Yeah? Yeah. Are they easy or are they hard? I... I don't know. You know. You'll keep going anyway? Yeah. But well I'm sure Mary is delighted anyway. You're helping her with it. Well done to you. Yeah. And Lauren is here as well. Lauren, you tell me uh, I know you come to the Cottage regularly. Tell me about the kindness award that you're going as well. So Mary
7: and the Cottage have donated a kindness award to our school. It's uh, at the end of each year one of the students will be picked by uh, the, all the teachers and it's just it shows how kind they've been over the year and It teaches us how to
2: be good community members. Oh, I'd say it's hard to pick a winner for that, is it? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Well, And what class are you in, Lauren? Sixth class. Sixth class. Tell me, what is it like growing up in a community like Lockmore? Do you have fun here? Do you enjoy it? I bet you're never bored.
7: Yeah, you never get bored around Lockmore and the cottage and everything. They used to be down the road. It's been here all the time when I was growing up when you go down
2: have a treat you go in and grab a 50 cent mix or whatnot. yeah well done and Joanne then as well isn't it what are you going to talk to me about then Joanne Um, you're all right what class are you in first of all I'm in class. class. what's your favorite subject maths maths well done and tell me you're going to talk to me as well today about um, what is it oh uh, yes tell me about the old song because Angela was telling me about this at the beginning remember was it there was a verse in it i was told that was only about men was that right yeah that's not fair sure it's not so what did you do instead You wrote a verse for about women in it as well and added it in yeah we well did. done that's do you enjoy singing that song yeah do you get a lot of homework lads uh, no. yeah no yeah, not someone not says really, yeah one says no are, are you a uh, miss Dunn or, or m- moon tour done? We go by our first name. Oh, in do this you? Actually, so I'm just Angela. Just Angela. No. We might ask Angela if there's no homework maybe tonight, could we? Oh, no. I'd be more than happy to no. grant that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. I know you're going to, you might sing me a little verse of that song then as well, are you? You don't have to now if you don't want to. No. Sing yeah, the one we wrote. Yeah, Lauren's well able. Okay, I'll count you down, okay? Three, two, one, go. Now the, now the women, women of Lockmore are mighty, you see. Creation and
7: caring with hospitality, a trip to the cottage with the
2: Lord. We are
7: blessed with the women of lovely
2: Lockmore. Tooralloo, toorallee, we are blessed with the women of lovely Lockmore. Excellent, well done Boulevard. Well done everyone, thanks a million. Uh, we're going to go, my old flower Tom McGrath, come on up here Tom, it is your turn. Because of course uh, Lockmore is very well known for its amazing and very successful GA group. There's a lot of us in the small clubs Tom that look up here and go, jeepers how did they do that? And they're only about the same size as us. I mean, the successes of the club here has been outstanding hasn't it?
8: Well, I suppose yeah, we, were, I suppose, we, are a, we are a small club but big in heart really. Uh, Talking to John Gerrard earlier, like, and he can remember when Lochmore was a pushover in hurling like, but that that changed, like. Yeah. And, but you no, know, I suppose your box, your box above your box above your weight is, is a, a term they use, like. But I suppose team team spirit, pride in pride in place is what the cottage is about here. But yeah. But pride in in your deeds as well, and it's, you know you're measured by your deeds. I suppose, and so, the first thing in the GA world and sporting world generally is that. Uh, first forced is first. Forced, was a placard was in the dressing room above in the rag years ago. First is first, and second is last. Yeah. Um, we've had our last as well. We've had a, lot, we've had a good lot of force. We've been very fortunate in that, I suppose, back along the years, and that will continue into the future. But the, there's a lot of seconds as well. Like, and second, second is that we've lost, we've lost as much or more than we've won. But that's the way the team works out. Yeah. Uh, 16 teams will set out in the senior hurling championship this year. They'll only want to win. And win so there'll be 15 losers so mm. kind of the aim is to get as far as you can and Seriously. work from there but no great great bunch of great bunch of lads and yeah. plus the girls the girls are operating as well now a yeah. ladies football team two successive county finals
2: incredible
8: yeah, and girls hurl, they hurled then with Drum an Inch we haven't uh, not enough girls at the moment yeah. but uh, the way the demographics are going at the moment I think that's going, to, that's going to change
2: Absolutely, hopefully anyway Tom Lovely to talk to you, great to see you again, thanks amelia okay, uh, Father Dooley as well, we're going to chat to you maybe uh, a little bit I know I only have a few minutes left but um I know, of course, historically, and John G can come in on this as well, historically, we spoke about it as well, John, and the Cormac brothers, of course, one of the big historical stories uh, from Lockmore.
4: Absolutely, I think that. And I just wonder, I, with Father, you know, was this the... The Cormac brothers were obviously kind of hung out to dry. And I just wondered, this was, I think, the ascendancy didn't like what they were up to. I just wonder, you know... Was this kind of the last time that the ascendancy in Ireland, the old were able to control things before the changes came about and the the, the power moved to the ordinary people?
5: Well, that would be very much true. The police involved at the time, they were anxious to get somebody Mm. because somebody had been shot. Mm. He was a land agent who was shot in, in the year 1857. And the police, anyway, they came to the conclusion that this was a revenge shooting mm. because the man that was shot was alleged to have fathered the child and one of the Cormac uh, sisters. Yeah. Uh, when I came to the parish, I was assured that that was the actual fact, yeah. but when I looked at the baptism register, mm. I found that this particular lady who had the, the illegitimate child, John Ellis, was not the father at
4: all. Oh. She, so you had the inside track, in which, other words, she, there. She named her father.
5: And
2: and the memorial, of course, is still there and is still a very popular um, place for for people to go to. Thanks for that, uh, Father Dooley. And we're going to finish up. I only have about a minute left. um, But we're going to finish up with a little bit of music. Kathleen, lovely to see. How are you? Where's Kathleen? Oh, sorry, Kathleen, you're right in front of me. Um, Tell me, how long are you teaching music to to people here? I think Geraldine might tell (gasps) you. Right. right. (laughs) Right.
1: Um, About um, over 50 years, we had a big celebration recently in the hall uh, of um, the Nesbitt family playing yeah. music here and uh, starting up a cultist group. Yeah. So we had a big day presenting uh, we presented a bench here to Kathleen and John and uh, it's here outside it's at the front isn't it? At the... The front. Yeah. It is indeed, it is indeed. So everyone is welcome to come and sit and play a tune there and then we had a great day of music up in the hall piped in by Joe Barry and all the students passed and and present students were there and lots of well-wishers. Just thanking Kathleen and John and the Nesbitt family for sharing their music through all those years.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and you're going to play us out now, actually, and I'm going to just give you a second to prepare. I'm going to count you in in a sec, but that's it from Lockmore for this morning. I could have given an... Another hour here, we just didn't have enough time. But if you would like your village to feature as part of the village tour, you can get in contact with us tip today at tipfm.com. But that's it from a lively and very happy Lockmore. Everyone say goodbye, friend <laughs> hey. And we're going to get played out now as well. Off you go.
3: And there we leave the crack in uh, the cottage in uh, Lochmore. Great, great piece there from Ali and uh, everybody involved, John G and all the gang, uh, Tom McGrath, great friend, uh, Tom McGrath, and all of that. And leaving you there with music from uh, Kathleen Nesbitt, who is an amazing uh, musician indeed. Um, all right, the news is on the way.